Welcome back to the Heaven and Health podcast. Today we are going to be talking about my 2023 in review. So just kind of talking about the year, um, things that went well, things that didn't go well, things that just happened and yeah, just catching up. I have my husband with me. You want to say hi? Big up, man. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> so thankful to be part of it. Thankful to take a moment to reflect on the year, think about where we've been. I'm not wearing headphones, and I feel like I'm not legit on a podcast without headphones on, but I'm going to do my best. He's so. never been on a podcast before, everyone. I thought that this would be a good episode to ease him in. Be because... patient. Be patient with the quality, okay? This is my husband, Alex, and uh, we we had a big year. This year, he started his own business in January. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, it was a big kickoff. Uh, LaBeouf Home Improvements, LLC. LLC makes you official. And it just kind of went from, I have skills, I have a trade. You know, I went to carpentry school and, and uh, have done a lot of different projects uh, throughout my life. And when we moved to Pennsylvania, I just did not want to go back to retail. I worked retail for a long time and started working with a crew. I'm so thankful for the people I worked with at that time and the things I learned from them and uh, decided that it was time to go on my own and kind of navigated that for about a year and then really took a big step of faith and decided we we need to be legit. We need to be licensed. We need to be insured. We need to create something that's separate from Alex LaBeouf. Um, yeah, because last year you were kind of like, you'd started doing projects, but you didn't officially start your, officially start your business yet. You just kind of went out on your own to like see if you, I don't know, you dipped your toes in the water, I guess. I yeah, I think I think there's a big misunderstanding of self-employed cash under the table don't tell anybody i'm doing anything to no we own a business tell everybody and the irs should be listening to this yeah you know yeah (laughs) you know um and you know we went from a rusty truck that i'm thankful that we bought you know when we bought it and got definitely more use out of it than we should have you know, we we bought that truck this year, didn't we? Yeah, you know, we yeah, bought a brand, brand new vehicle for our family. Um, and just that alone, we look more professional and, um, you know, transport our family to different places more safely, more comfortably. Um, got that lettered up this, this year as well. We're not there yet. We're still back in, we're starting in January. I don't know. I guess I'm just kind of back in January. Yeah, yeah so, so January, just, Alex just started his business. Jumped off that. I started coaching for first form in the beginning of that's right, January. Did, yeah. Dang, that's crazy to think about. I feel so, like you've been doing that forever. Yeah, I did it. I started in January for the new year. Um, so through the first form app, you can be an advisor. And when people sign up to use the app, they can choose you as their coach. And so I was doing that for a while. Starting in the new year, I started off with like a ton of of people because it was the new year. So a lot of people had fitness goals. New year, new me, baby. Yeah. And so that was good. It was exciting, but it was 
oh it was a lot and I had just gone back to work from having Leo in like mid-October so I was kind of still adjusting to being back at work um and I travel quite a bit for work normally so you know it was uh, Alex was starting his business I started doing that on the side because I just wanted to and uh I was traveling for work and um yeah, things just got kind of crazy. I think one of the highlights for me, though, is because that first few months at First Form went so well, I got invited out to their HQ. Mm, that was cool. Yeah. That was a really special honor, you know, when you think about favor and passion. I think one thing that we didn't understand fully, or I, I personally didn't understand fully with that First Form coaching, is that a lot of people who do coaching through the First Form app, that's their only full-time job. Right. You already have a full-time job. Yeah, because you don't make money from it. You know, Like, when people sign up to coach with me in the First Form app, like, I don't get paid for that. I mean, I do, but it's like a dollar. Yeah, it's very minimal. Um, You do it because you're passionate for it, and you have a, you know, a love for health and fitness, so. Yeah. I mean, there are people who work for the First Form company, like, for their corporate headquarters who are advisors in the app. And so, like, they get paid, like, a regular salary or whatever, and that's just their job is to coach people in the app. So when I stopped coaching, uh, which I did in September, um, I encouraged people to sign up with someone who it's their full-time job because I know that they'll do a good job. And, um, yeah, so that was cool. I think that was in April that I did that. I went to their HQ, and it was amazing. They had... I mean, it's just like a state-of-the-art facility, and at the time, they were building another one across the street, and it was just really cool to be around people who, you know, have the same values. They're they're not a conservative company, but they're a pro-freedom company, and so that's really hard to find in the fitness industry because everything is super woke, and they're not, and um, just being there, you could tell everyone there worked so hard, and it was just, I've never been anywhere like that before. I don't think many places like that exist anymore, honestly. Um, I think they're definitely one of the leaders. And for me, it just kind of really made me feel even more confident that, like, the job that I have is not, like, there are other options. that, that I didn't even know that that was possible. I'd only been working in a corporate setting for a couple of years. It's my first time working in, like, a corporate setting. So I hadn't had much experience with it, but being there definitely opened my eyes to what was possible and like what even I could pray for in a job in the future. You know, I just didn't even know, Um, which was kind of funny to think about, like how much we can limit what we want out of things, Mm. you know. I think you came back really inspired and really passionate. Um, It definitely reminded me of a, Pull yourself up by your bootstraps and, you know, if you have a vision and you are have the ability to execute properly, you know, you can create something special. I liked a lot that the American flag they had uh, hung was gigantic. One, it was gigantic, but it was actually the same blueprint uh, length times width of the, the first facility that they had ever had. Yeah. Is that correct? Is that, yeah, am I that right in saying really cool. that? In their gym, they have a giant American flag hanging. And <clears throat> when they gave us the tour, they said those are the dimensions of the first, first form facility, like, cause they sell supplements. 
And now they have like an entire building and corporate warehouse and then a second building. They're building a third building. Like it's just grown so much. Um, so it was really cool. And they also promote almost entirely within, but it's all merit-based stuff. Like you have to work your butt off in the position you're in. Like no matter where you work in the company. Mm, yeah, that's and true that's how they reward people which i thought was so cool because that's not how it is in corporate america you get places by like kissing someone's butt and like i don't know it's so arbitrary it's not based on your work half the time but there it is absolutely based on the work that you put in which i like i think i just thought that was really refreshing um so that was in april and what else happened in april I think is that when we went down to Massachusetts or back up to Massachusetts or May, May. May. We went up to Massachusetts to visit and also we decided that we were going to put our house up for sale. Hmm. So in May, which if you guys if you know if you've been paying attention at all, you know that the real estate market is absolutely crazy this year. But we had a strong desire to be closer uh to where we are now because Alex coaches soccer and soccer season starts in august and last year for soccer season i was on maternity leave and so it wasn't as big of a deal with his schedule being more busy and me being with both the kids because we lived 40 minutes away from the soccer stadium so i knew that not being on maternity leave and both of us working full-time and doing that it was going to be really hard to um make that work so that wasn't the only reason but that was kind of the reason for the timing because we wanted to be in moved in before soccer season started and so um we listed our house for sale and within what two weeks we had a buyer i thought it was even less than that we put it on friday and they had given us an offer on sunday but but the whole process took you know two weeks to get done but yeah we had someone willing to buy it within the first 10 days and nowhere to go (laughs) and nowhere to go yeah i mean soccer was definitely a big driver you know i don't know how many people have been a volunteer coach or been part of that before but you know it's monday through thursday sometimes saturdays it's practice not including preseason but it's you know two to three hour practices the games because it's central pa they're very far away um boys team travels with the girls team so you know some away games i'm gone eight hours at a time so it's a major time commitment but on top of soccer and that time commitment you know the amount of uh serving we do in our church um the random pop-in visits that you can have with your family members your in-laws your sister you know your uh sister-in-law your cousins grammy that just can't happen when you live 40 minutes away you know things have to be planned out really diligently or hey we got to get going now because we live far away um now where we live you know we're six minutes from mother-in-law we're eight minutes from church we're two streets away from our kids cousins you know Brittany's sister so we're just located in a much more convenient location to uh see family that way you know we've had uh Brittany's mom come over and then that same day uh her aunt came to visit and her dad 
all of them just, you know, stop by. Hey, how you doing? What's up? Hey, how you doing? What's up? And they're not long visits. They're not, hey, let's do dinner and go to a movie. It's just, hey, I was driving by and wanted to say hello. And that kind of family interaction didn't exist where we used to live. And I think as we were growing uh, with more babies, um, but also Benjamin growing, getting older, you know, he's a much more social kid now. We we needed that. We needed that uh, type of family interaction more spontaneously. And, and being where we are now allows that for much more ease. Yeah, we did have some friends that we left, unfortunately. Yeah, but... shout out. Shout out Adam, Custom Lores. <laughs> shout out Cat. For sure, you know, definitely miss them. You know, that, that I would say that... We had. We had, we had friends, friends who were family. Yeah. Who still are family, but we would randomly go see them. Like we could go visit them very easily. They're right down the road. Hunting was easy. Social line was easy. Hey, I'm gonna go work with him for a day, come over afterwards. Like that was very simple. And now that has to be very diligently planned, which we were doing a, a pretty fair job at that, I would say. Um so, you know, we're sad. But we but... still see them at church and stuff. They're church friends. But it just, yeah, we're, we're further away from them. But it's not like they were baby. We didn't ask them to babysit our kids or anything like that. I mean, they probably would if we asked them. But, it, you know, it's different when it's your mom. Like, hey, yeah, mom, can you sure. do this thing for me? Um, So that's been good to be so close to everything. And I grew up here. So for me, it was moving back to my hometown, um, which I wasn't – I was – I didn't really want to do when we first moved back to Pennsylvania. Um, I don't know, but it's been good. Uh, so we moved. We So we finally found a place to live after searching for a while. And we were trying to like line up the timing with moving out of our old house after we sold that. And then buying a new house and trying to line up the move-in date for that. And it just, it was, it was a headache. I never want to move again. Um, <laughs> but we ended up staying with my parents for a couple weeks. I think like a little over a week yeah, until our new house was ready to be until we could close on that and move in. Um, and so we moved in, in the beginning of July. Right. I think so. I, 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 I must've been traumatized by all of this because I don't remember it very well, but <laughs> um Either July or August, I can't remember exactly that that time frame. But you know, your mom and dad did a great job hosting us, and you know, the kids loved it. And you know, I had a good time too watching baseball with your dad. It's always a great time just to hang out. Yeah. But what a transition, you know. You think about, you know, you just can't do life alone. I've just been trying to do things on my own for so long that having family who really just wants to help and not really judge has been really great for us. Yeah. Very thankful for that. You know, they're just there to support. They're not there to, you know, they'll hold your hand. They'll kick you in the rear end if you need to, but they're really just, Hey, you know, that's your life and, and we love you, but you got to make your life work for you the way it works. And that that's been very refreshing. Um, it's, that's hard too. I think as an adult with parents, but yeah, it's been good for us. I mean, yeah, you little hometown raider. Family, little... Nobody's family is perfect, right? But like, you know, I mean, um, I would say they're pretty close, but that's all good. That's just because I'm the son-in-law, and I can say that. That's right, I mean, baby. If y'all I mean, listening, not... favorite son-in-law still. Let's go. Come on. He's the only son-in-law. Top ranked. Um, but that's not true. That's not all son-in-laws. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people 
don't. I mean, I wouldn't say that about my in-laws. That's fair. That's fair. Not all all in-laws get along. You're right. I guess I'm just, well, that's what I mean. It's refreshing. It's refreshing for me because I don't necessarily have that. So, you know, that's, that's kind of what my perspective is on that. Yeah. Kind of a crazy, you know, when you talk about the real estate market and how intense it is besides interest rates being insane, we put a full offer on the first house. They didn't want it. Put full offer on the second house. Didn't want it. Put an over full offer. No inspections on the third house. Still didn't get it. We got down to a point where like, we're just not going to be able to buy a house and we were going to rent. Signed a contract to rent a house. And then within 10 days of signing that, uh, maybe even less than that, we put the offer in on this house now. They accepted it, moved forward, and we went and canceled that contract with that rental and did all that, which I'm happy we did because I'm sure that if we had gone through that, that property management group would have really taken advantage of us and would not have been a good fit. So, yeah, we, yeah. I, I forgot all about that. Holy smokes. I'm, I'm, I'm very thankful that, that reminds me that you also out. started studying to be a home inspector. That's true. I was just thinking the other day, I'm like, oh man, I, or I saw a link that there's going to be like a local college campus opening up in center County. I was like, oh, maybe I'll go to take a couple classes. I said, Alex, how about you finish your home inspectors <laughs> course, home inspectors course first, dude. Well, to be fair, <laughs> so we had all of that. And then you were actually really busy with jobs and stuff. Oh, yeah. Which is good, which is, like, obviously primarily the concern, right? But Alex is studying so that he can also do home inspection. So we waived the inspection on this house because, I mean, he's a home improvement contractor. He was able to do what we needed to do um, and look at everything or whatever so that we felt okay buying all the houses that we looked at and everything. But soon he'll be licensed to actually do that for other people as well. So that was something else. And then... Leo turned one in July. That's right. So it's so crazy to think that Leo was only six months old at the beginning of this year. Yeah, that is weird. So Leo turned one on July 20th, like right after we moved in. Um, yeah, I had a little birthday party here with the family. We had, uh, what was it, Chipotle catered. <laughs> yeah. Very yummy. It was so cute. I decided, I, I decided that at one year I was going to be done nursing him so i breastfed breastfed leo for his whole first year which was my goal um and i and so after that i i knew i wanted to be done and i actually that was right before i was leaving to go to cross-examine so i was accepted to go into cross-examine instructor academy which is an apologetics training through frank turek and it was in albuquerque new mexico the end of July. And so that was my first going to be my first trip away from Leo. And I used that as kind of my buffer to stop nursing him because mm. he was eating real food and drinking some milk, but I was still nursing him when he wanted to because um, he hadn't been in daycare or anything yet at that point. And so um, I used that trip as kind of my, end of breastfeeding journey mm-hmm. which was a labor of love any mom who's listening who's breastfed their children knows i didn't breastfeed benji that long 
barely at all, and I always had to supplement formula, so it was just a totally different experience than it was for Leo. Um, he was solely breastfed until he could eat solids, and then did like combo of that and and nursing. And then when I traveled, I had to pump, so I was traveling like every month, pretty much. So it was a lot of work. <laughs> I'm proud of that. I'm yeah, proud of- I remember going to Montana for that wedding. Oh yeah, that was and a we one. and we stopped um in one of those pods so you could breastfeed and there you were just like og had your whole setup pull your bags out with your stanley get your little headphones in boom 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 popped it on chug 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 and then packed it all back up and like i don't know you're kind of like a drug dealer man had all the little Mm -hmm. baggy set up and had your little cooler and stuff you know what cooler i used you know i used my cooler from bodybuilding (laughs) yeah yeah my meal prep yeah yeah, my meal prep bag (laughs) that was my breastfeeding bag i had all of like my supplies in it and my breast pump fit in there perfectly so that's what i would take on all my trips and stuff it worked really well yeah. I had it down to a science, honestly, yeah, you, by, like, you did. the third or fourth time I had to travel, I was like, okay, I got this. This is so easy. And I had it down to, like, how to store it, how to do it, like, all of it. Um, so I made it to that. And then I guess the next highlight for me would have been going to the cross-exam and instructor academy. That was pretty cool. Um, so I had to apply to attend this thing. And... um. It was a training, but also you had to present to people. So you could choose a topic. It could be any apologetics topic. And they break you up into groups, and then you're assigned to a, like, leader who is, you know, one. they had, I think, 12 instructors there. And these are, like, people who literally write books on apologetics. (laughs) They're they're experts, like, some of the best out there. They're in the room and then like some other people like your peers who are also presenting and you score each other and after you give your presentation the people in the audience like quit like uh, argue with you and are usually trying to present the opposite viewpoint to yours. Um, They'll pretend to be atheists or whatever and you have to respond and engage in dialogue with them using apologetics tactics and so you're like in the hot seat pretty much. So it was nerve-wracking to me because I had never done that before or spoken, presented about anything like that before. Obviously, I've done a lot of presentations about exercise science type of stuff, but never about anything else. I chose um, transgender ideology for my topic, and partially because it's something I run into with my real job a lot of the time, actually. Um, Not that I need necessarily produce an apologetic argument for it but I do feel like I had to really like I have to be really confident in my stance in that and be able to effectively engage in dialogue about it because I actually have to do that in real life so I chose that topic which means I was reading like every book published about that listening to tons of podcasts and like obviously studying the bible but that's a pretty simple issue when it comes to biblical argument honestly god created them male and female it's like all you gotta do is read genesis one it's not really that there's not really that many arguments for it in the bible people will say weird stuff that like people in the bible were trans or whatever but i just don't even i don't know people say that are just weird people always say they they he created them and then they can use the word them to describe non-binary yeah yeah people are weird they make all they like but i feel like that's mental gymnastics it makes so much more sense to be like 
to read the Bible and be like, God created the male and female. And they'd be like, yeah, <laughs> that's this, that's the norm. Um, so anyways, I, I got to do that, which was really fun. Um, super intense. And I was definitely like very, uh, nervous going into it, but I love learning and a lot of it was just spent like listening to lectures and stuff, which was fun for me. And I made a lot of really cool connections, which was fun too. Um, because I, I'm kind of a nerd about that kind of stuff and not everyone always wants to talk about it. So it was nice to be with other people who would like geek out with me. Um, so that's where you met the mama bear apologetics author, right? And then yeah, you were she able was to the... connect with her cause she was on, that was one of the episodes that I listened to your podcast when you had a discussion with her about her well, journey that, of writing that. Is that correct? No. Well, I I interviewed someone who writes for her. Oh, okay. All right. But so I, they're connected. Yeah. The person who wrote Hillary Morgan Frere, who, was, who wrote Mama Bear Apologetics, she was the, like, proctor for the my first day of presenting. So I presented to her Yeah. one of the days. I'd say and that's a big deal. Awesome. Yeah. She was so awesome. Maybe I can get her on the podcast one day. Also, you know, you went there and you were nervous and you did a great job. You knocked out of the park, you know, all, all the usual don't expect anything less from you, Bernie, because you're amazing. But then you were contacted afterwards, right? And they said, hey, Brittany, thank you for your participation. It seems like you're a little bit more ahead of the game than some of our other speakers. We'd like to create a dialogue with you and stay connected to help you, you know, strengthen your skills at this. Did that happen as well, right? Yeah, so I like you had anything else about that. So I don't know about that. Well, hey, let's follow up then. That'll remind us before we end 2023, follow back up with them, yeah. you know? So I'm basically sure you they, have the way to reach out to them again. Once people go through Cross-Exam and Instructor Academy, they create like a roster of speakers. So for example, if someone were to reach out to them and be like, hey, we're looking for speakers to talk about this topic in central Pennsylvania. Like, do you have anyone that would be interested or something? Oh, that's cool. Um, which I don't know. It's not like I live in a city, so I, <laughs> I just don't see that happening. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know. Um, but a lot of what the, uh, like when a lot of like Frank Turk, for example, he'll go to college campuses and like debate atheists. I'm not really interested in doing that. To be quite honest, like I just I I don't I don't I don't have interest in debate. I have interest in conversations, which I think is still an effect like effective way to communicate with someone to potentially change their mind or at least plant a seed. Sure. Um. So I don't know if that will lead to anything, but if anything, I learned a lot, connected with a lot of people. I definitely want to go back. So they do this every year and they change the location of it. Um. And so, there, you know, you kind of find a network of people, which is really cool, and you can reconnect and present on different topics to get feedback and stuff like that, too, to strengthen your apologetic skills. So Hey, you know, you're you're on the roster now, baby. You're on the bench, and when you're ready to play, <laughs> coach, put me in, baby, you know? So, yeah, we'll see. you know, take, we'll take see. the win. Yeah, so that was cool. And then literally the next month I got pregnant. Yep. So, yeah, I stopped nursing Leo, and then, you know, we got pregnant with baby number three in August, which is crazy. Surprise. 
we're we're finding out this week the gender of the baby. So I'm about halfway through this pregnancy, which is just wild. Yeah, so I didn't know how, you know, nursing works. Um, but apparently when you're <laughs> breastfeeding a baby, you don't tr- typically have a menstrual well, cycle. Well, it depends on the person. So For me, I didn't. For Brittany, didn't. And so after she was done nursing, you know, a conversation of I might start my cycle again and, you know, maybe we should have a baby and – when she first brought up, should we have another baby? I wasn't too keen on the idea because there were plenty of times we had Leo and they're both going crazy. And I thought, oh, yeah, great idea. I have two kids. Look at what you're doing now. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I think enough time goes by. You forget about that. And that's kind of like the insanity cycle of parenting. You forget about the craziness because you just mature and you grow as a parent. I kind of like the craziness. And uh, there's definitely times where I can just mute it out and I'm, I'm in the zone and I'm just, I'm there and I'm just like, Hey man, this is our crazy, lovely life. And I, I'm I'm all for it. And then there's other times where I, I need to walk away. Yeah. Um, Well, yeah, I think that's normal. So, so anyways, you know, yeah. You know, a couple of days went by and we said, yeah, that sounds good. Let's try, you know? So, how do you have a baby? You just try a bunch and Voila. getting some text messages of, man, I don't feel good or I feel weird. I'm like, well, maybe you're getting your period. Oh, no, maybe I'm pregnant. And I'm like, oh, it'd be kind of crazy if you're pregnant already. That'd be weird. But I'll tell you this right now, baby, I'm not a baseball <laughs> player, but I'm going to hit a home run every time. Oh, my God. So. He's so proud of this. Okay. <laughs> He's. He's so proud of this. I knew immediately that I was pregnant. I was like within two weeks. Men, you're telling me right now that if your wife <laughs> says I want to have, I want to have a, your wife says I want to have a baby, and you just bang, there's a baby. Come on now, mm-hmm. that 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 oh that's manly. All right, you're fired. <laughs> um, I knew because at every pregnancy, my symptoms have been exactly the same. I get dizzy. That is my first symptom it was with benjamin it was with leo and it was this time too i get really lightheaded when i stand up and i like knew immediately i was like i'm pregnant but it was too early to take a test like i took one and you couldn't see anything but i i knew i was pregnant so i waited i don't know however many more days or whatever and tested again and it was bright blue right there so um at the time i was training for a half marathon and so that was really fun. Oh, yeah. yeah. Training for that and being in the first trimester was. I'm proud of myself for doing it. And I was doing it with some other women and I didn't want to let them down. But like that really was hard um, to do at that stage of pregnancy. Um, so, yeah, that was in the end. That was the last that was September 30th. I think it was the last day of September. So I think I ran that at like seven weeks pregnant or something. Um, yeah, it's fun because you ran a 5K pregnant with Benjamin, ran a half marathon pregnant with baby number three. There's kind of a cool little theme going there. I ran a 5K when I was pregnant with Benjamin? Or no, it was that, that was a 10K. Sorry. I ran a 10K when no. I was pregnant with Benjamin? Yeah, the Holyoke 10K. Oh, I also did a strongman competition when I was pregnant with him before I knew. Yep, because you're a bad apple, baby. Come on. 
Come on, somebody preach. Don't where's necessarily where, where, that. Where's the sound effects on this podcast? There's we need some kind of like, whoop, 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 or, you know. You usually add sound effects after, but I will not. Okay, okay, okay. I, I will know? not be adding any sound effects. I'll add the sound effect. What up, baby? You know? <laughs> People are not going to tune back in if you keep doing that. Oh, we're going to get the most attendance ever because of this bit. You know, talk about a powerhouse collabo, you know? Oh, my goodness. Okay. So... Yeah, so going to find out we're having a girl or a boy um benjamin thinks it's a girl yep and he says that we're gonna name her moana yeah very cute and we're not naming her moana if it is a girl just fyi but he he can think that it's kind of funny um it's awesome that he's so receptive to the idea and wants to be a big brother and but only to to a girl you know he keeps saying i already have a little brother well, when I told him that he would have two brothers, he he was more into that. He's like, "Oh, we'd have two brothers," you know. He seemed more more excited when kind of noticed that. But uh, like he thought he could only have one. Yeah. So. Uh, but yeah. Well, I think he's definitely said it's going to be a girl, or I want a sister, way more than any excitement has been shown about having another boy. Yeah. But we'll see. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll find out soon enough. Either way, it's going to be great, but. We got some bunk beds, so we got to order yeah. some mattresses for that. And that that'll be an exciting thing for the boys to share some big beds together. Yeah, the older kids will have, well, they're bunk beds, but it has a trundle bed underneath because I don't think Ben, I think Benji's going to be too scared to go on the top bunk. Yeah, he's not going up there for a while. So we're probably just going to have him go sleep down on the. But the trundle mattress is kind of like a toddler bed anyway. Yeah, it's you like know, a little so thinner. So that, that, that worked. And it, well, it's lower the ground. Yeah. So that'll be a good transition for Leo by the time that, that baby comes. And the big mattress is good for Benji. Yeah, I mean, Leo's still in a crib right now. So, um, like, he's not even, you know, out of his crib yet. So it'll be a while. But we have a while. The baby's not coming until May. And then I'm sure the baby will sleep in our room for a while. Um. Talk about transitions, man. Yeah. So, anyways, so that happened. What's happened in the last two months? What have we been busy doing? Working. Yeah. Alex has had, like, consistent Massive jobs. Which is great. But it's been so busy. So, So, soccer season happened. So, that was all of, you know, half of August and then all of September and October. Yep. Um, that went well. You know, I'd say this season was more enjoyable than last season. I definitely know the community better. I'm more confident in what I can and can't do in my position because I coach seventh and eighth graders. And the previous experience I had coaching soccer was at a junior college level. So you go from students and athletes who can drive themselves are responsible for their time management, their own belongings, and they're men. You know, let's face facts. At that point, you're 18, 19, 20 years old. You're a man. To then coaching boys who forget everything. Their main concern is how much acne they have. And you're reteaching them and unlearning very bad habits of a youth soccer program. Uh and so I, I think we did much, much better this year. I'm very surprised how fast 
a seventh grader grows into an eighth grader. Like the returning players who came back as eighth graders were much bigger. They were much more athletic. They were taller. They were stronger. Um, a lot of their voices are cracking at that age, which is really funny. Um, but just the overall chemistry was, was way higher this year. Um, Brittany really encouraged me to just have more fun with them, not to be so, you know, not strict. Drill yeah, drill sergeant-like. Last year when we went to Alex's soccer banquet, at the end of the year, it was like junior high, JV and varsity was all together. And the other coaches, when they were talking about the year and everything, they had all these inside jokes and like they were all laughing and joking around. And Alex gets up there, who's coaching the seventh and eighth graders. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, I taught them all to call me sir and like all this stuff. It was so serious. And I was like, Alex, you look like you were a drill sergeant up there. These kids were like. <laughs> Yo, they learned how to be young men. It wasn't just me. It was any man that they interacted with. Okay, time, but, but yes, but you yes, were like yeah, I did, so serious about it. I didn't have I was, any inside jokes. You're right. and But also, there's a big difference between the program that I coach. The turnaround is crazy, right? You have them for two years, if that, because a lot of them just want to wrestle or play football in this community. Soccer really isn't that big of a sport here. But when you go to JV, you're in that program for four years. So the chemistry is there for a long time. The joking is there for a long time. All those kids after school go to one parent's house and play video games and practice and hang out, you know, that, 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 you know, their coaching staff, they've got four coaches. I am by myself. We had a guy who volunteered, which was a great dude. Um, shout out him, Mr. Pierce. I always wonder why people do shout outs on podcasts, but, you know, it kind of just feels natural, you know, just like showing love, you know. Well, yeah, but they're not listening. Maybe so. we get some sponsorships for, you know, if we from Mr. Pierce. If we know, well, <laughs> we get the <laughs> right, you know, if we do enough, if we do enough of them, you know. Oh. Anyways, yeah, soccer went well. That that, so. that story can be over, but I don't know. We served in the church a lot. You know, I was proud of Monday Night Men's, but that was back in January. Well, you know? also, I had a really hard time transitioning from breastfeeding to not I and get being pregnant. My mental health like went through the floor. It was so bad, and I think it was from all the like shifts in the hormones and stuff. I was like super depressed for there for a couple months. Yeah, you're struggling for a little bit, which sucked. Um. But then we had a women's conference at like through the church, and that was really good. I feel like I needed that um, to kind of get revived again, and that yeah, really helped me. But yeah, you it also, was tough. You were a speaker, too, at another conference at the church hosted as well. That wasn't the women's one, though, right? Well, I, I, I know we're talking about different things. Oh, we had the Courage Conference. Yeah, I forgot yeah, about that. Yeah, you were a speaker there. Guess I shared speaker. my testimony at the – our church hosted what they called the Courage Conference, Um and it was really just a conference to promote, you know, biblical conservative values. We had they had a ton of, of really amazing speakers. Turning Point USA Faith, um, we were affiliated with them, and through them they were able to get some like really amazing people to come out and speak. And it was it was awesome. And I had to go like last on Saturday. I was like, are, are you sure you want me to be a part of this? It was like all these people who were pastors and speakers and oh my gosh i was State so nervous representatives, yeah. i thought i was gonna throw up i literally right before i went on i went on right after lunch and i legitimately thought i was gonna throw up um because i was so nervous but 
No, it went well. It was definitely like the first time we've ever done anything like that. Yeah. Alex you didn't couldn't look come. Alex couldn't come because he was home with the kids, obviously, but they had live streamed it. So he was able to watch. Yeah. I um, sat on the front porch crying. So proud of you. Love listening to you speak. And, you know, you're one of my favorite speakers for sure. I'll watch you anytime. Oh, thank you. So that was cool. That was a I, cool experience. I don't, I don't always forget about. You know, we had twins and we lost one of them. I don't, I don't forget that we had a miscarriage, but it's not something I think about on a regular basis. So anytime that it comes up, I just get very emotional about that. And so, you know, I already knew you were nervous to speak and I had an idea of what you were going to share. But then when you shared that you were going through that miscarriage process, you know, you know, it was just, dang, like, you know, you think about a courage conference, you got to have a lot of courage to go up there and speak and never do anything like that before. But you believe God has a calling on you to share and to teach and to lead the way you do, Brittany. And the pastors in our church and leadership team see that in you as well. And they're trying to sow into you. So they're, you know, they're, you got to be comfortable being uncomfortable. And how do you get better is by doing stuff you're not, you know, great at. But then to go up there and share that little part of your testimony, I was like, dang, man, you talk about courage. My girl is courageous. She is up there like a lion right now, just roaring. And so, yeah, I was on the front porch, beautiful day. You know, it was Grange Fair weekend or whatever, and I'm taking care of the boys, but they were napping at the time. It was like per- perfect timing down for a nap because it was the way the live stream worked i thought she was going to be on before like the lunch break so i'm watching it and i'm like this isn't my wife like whoever's speaking i thank you for speaking but you need to hurry up and then it was like break and so the stream broke and it was like to be continued or whatever and i keep refreshing my phone and refreshing my phone and refreshing my phone to get to come on i'm like any minute the boys are going to wake up now come on you got to get back on here you know and uh but yeah you did a great job but yeah. yeah, fast forward, you, you know. I feel uh, like after that was really when things went downhill for me, honestly. I, like, hit a wall after that. And I, I, honestly, it was, like, the first time I really struggled with my mental health since coming back to church. I definitely have had little hints of that before, but not since coming back to church. And so it was totally different navigating that. Not because I, like, I know that Christians can struggle with their mental health, but the way you cope is different as a Christian because you pray about it and... You know, you're trying to still be grateful and stay close with God and all of that. But it's hard when you're, like, really going through it. And I, like, intellectually knew, didn't have any struggles with my faith. Like, I didn't – it wasn't me being like, God, why would you allow me to feel this way? It was nothing like that. It was more so, like, how do I feel that? Like, I know it in my head, but how do I feel it when I'm feeling this terrible? And that was something that I – I just never really, I don't know, I never really dealt with to that extent in the last couple of years. And I do think a lot of it just had to do with my hormones, honestly, because after you're done nursing, for those of you who don't know, it can take, like, normally, it can take four to six weeks for things to, like, start to get back to normal. But if you become pregnant, obviously, there's another shift in hormones, and so... There are things happening in your body that can directly affect 
your mental health and the way things are transporting in your bloodstream and all of that. And so we often see that when women develop things like postpartum depression and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but because all of it was happening at the same time, I felt crazy. Um, wow. And I didn't really know all that to that extent. You know, I, 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 I remember the timeline and I remember what was going on and I remember thinking to myself like, yo, my wife's not okay. Well, cause like, usually you're kind of not... like the moody one. I was really moody. I'm the moody one. <laughs> I'm never moody, okay? My emotions are in check at all times. I'm I'm a rock, baby. I'm Fort Knox, and the key is hidden away. Alex is moody. He, yeah. His mood ebbs and flows much more regularly than mine does, I would say. On a, like, if I'm operating, at, like, on my normal self. Um, but it was, like, like, I think everyone goes through, like, highs and lows, like, normally, whatever. But it was, like, low, 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 low for, like, weeks um and so i think i mean i don't know but that's kind of what i think it, had, it was something to do with that and i would just like spiral out. like i was like i don't know if i should be doing this or that and like i would just like go down these rabbit holes you know and that's not how god wants us to think about things mm. because that's not him that's you know getting caught up in our own stuff or and sin even so and i knew that when it was happening in real time i knew that <laughs> but i still couldn't like i don't know it was like i couldn't help it it was it was very weird it was i mean it was a good experience i think because it forced me to kind of deal with stuff um in yeah. a different way yeah. i don't know i'll tell you what, what was unique about that experience or the experience of being in church now and struggling mentally versus struggling mentally and not being part of a church family is how many people reached out to you and I either individually or like as a couple of, Hey, you guys don't seem like your normal self, you know, you want to get coffee or, Hey, is Brittany doing okay? You know, Hey Alex, you know, you didn't seem like your normal self. Like a lot of people really were, like, because I was going to church with the boys by myself for like four weeks in a row. And I think that's a pretty big red flag that something's not right because, you know, we both sit in the front row. And, I was also and, sick. You know, <laughs> yeah, I was also yeah, in morning sickness yeah, too correct, on top yeah. of all of this. Yeah. So, and that was a legit reason of not wanting to get out of bed or get up and go do things. But um, <clears throat> just having that support was, was a big thing of just like, you know, hey, something doesn't seem right. You okay? I'm like, no, we're not okay. You know, and actually being able to say, you know, hey, I'm struggling with this. I feel like, you know, how am I going to handle all the business things that I'm trying to build up? Maybe I should just go back to what I used to do because it's easier. My wife's not exactly sure what she wants to do with her career. And, you know, she's struggling quite a bit with that or, you know, whatever the case is. And we weren't going to tell anybody that we were pregnant until later down the line. And so you couldn't just say, oh, yeah, Brittany's pregnant. She's got crazy hormones, which a lot of people, I think, will use as an excuse, but is just a very surface level answer to what probably is a little bit deeper of going on. You know, that was like one factor. Or or you say that as a husband, you'll say that about your wife to your homies and then they'll say, oh, yeah, I remember that. Or, oh, yeah, been there. And then the conversation ends. It's just a cop out. It's a, oh, yeah, yeah, been there before. Where if if you're keeping that 
new uh, scenario in your life with your your wife or husband private, uh, which is great. It's your own decision to do that. Then you have to actually communicate more with the person asking, hey, what's going on? You don't seem right. And, uh, you know, that was great. I had, I had a couple lunches with a couple of my buddies and, you know, we really dug deep and, you know, what's going on? What can we help with? You know? Yeah. You know, I'm itching myself. I'm, I'm all right. I don't really understand that. <laughs> I'm editing that out. That's all right. <laughs> I didn't say where I was itching myself. I was just saying I was itching myself. Oh, but, my uh, I forgot where I was at. Anyway, shout out to the homies, yo. Thank you for all the support. <laughs> homies and the homie wives, man. We appreciate you. Really got all us right, to We're going to wrap this up. <laughs> it's getting unruly over here. Trick-or-treating went well. Thanksgiving was great. Thanksgiving was when we announced the pregnancy to the family. And uh, we came up with this funny idea that, uh, Hey, Alex, if you pray over the food, why don't you say something like, uh, you know, God, thank you for the safety and provision over our family and that our family continues to grow. And, you know, look how great this family dinner is, whatever. And we're so thankful that Brittany's pregnant with our third child. And like, I just came up with that one day and I'm, I'm just like fake praying out loud. Like I'm, you know, I do this like fake YouTube channel voice and I kind of like chimed in on and Britain's like, man, that would be crazy if you really did that. And uh, so we're at Thanksgiving dinner and it's always at Grammy's house. And so she asked Cheryl to pray, which is her first daughter. And then she said, no, mom, you pray. And then she looked right at me and she said, Alex, you pray. I was like, all right, cool. We got this. So I was almost like, oh man, we're going to lose our opportunity, you know, and it worked out great. And I did the whole thing. And right at the moment, I'm about to say, so thankful for our third child. I was getting really choked up. Like I was getting so nervous to say it. I was really fumbling over my words. Yeah. Yeah. I was praying. I was praying really well. And, uh, you know, we, we slipped it in there at the end and everybody was like, what, what are you kidding me? Like, Grammy was laughing, her face is all red, smiling real big, and Pops was hilarious. He's looking at me all dumbfounded, like, you didn't tell me, man. You didn't tell me for 15 weeks. And Because there were times that he came over and we were watching the Celtics play, and it was just me and him because we put the boys to bed and whatever. I was like, man, I just want to tell my father-in-law that we're pregnant. You know what I mean? And like, you know, and then I'm, I'm close with your mom, so I'm hanging out with her. We're at her house. I'm like, come on, let's tell her, let's tell her. Because when everyone would come and visit, you wouldn't get up. You would just sit on the couch the entire time. So here I am changing the diapers. Here I am chasing the kid. Here I am cleaning up the kitchen. Like I could use some help here, but oh, she can't get up because she's got a little baby bump. And so she's milking that, you know, I'm like, oh, look at her all wrapped up in a blanket. I'm like, doesn't that seem suspicious that she doesn't move the entire time we have company? Um, Yeah, that was kind of funny, but that was a big win. So now we're getting ready for Christmas and Benjamin's at the perfect age where Christmas is magical and it's fun and it's exciting. And, you know, he is wishing for fun gifts for himself, but fun gifts for his brother. And, you know, I'm excited to make reindeer food, you know, like oats and glitter. I used to do with my mom when I was a kid. And I think he'll love that. He loved decorating the porch with you. Um, 
we made the mistake though of letting them decorate the tree with like real ornaments. We should have just done like cheap fake ornaments and not actual sentimental ones. True. That sucked. Because we well, we lost a few decorations and a few ornaments this year, but it's yeah. fine. That's what um, super glue's for. We'll get to making fixing them, but yeah, maybe. and then the Christmas performance at church. He's been practicing a lot and you oh, know, yes. is actually really into it, which yeah. is fun. Yeah. Um He's a little performer. Next week, the episode, next week is New Year's, but next week's episode will be all about the new um, app that I'm using to launch my training thing. Sick. So. That's an exciting way to end We can download, uh, I'll download the app with you in real time. Give you a little No, this will be probably, this will probably be a solo episode. What? (laughs) No, we need more collabos. No. You can do your main one, but then there'll be like a, a an added visit. I, I like visiting, but I need my own microphone. I need headphones. Even if the headphones don't, don't work, I just headphones. feel like I feel like the vibe is just different when you're headphoned up. When you we know? go to Mariah and Kyle, we're going to be guests. On, our friends Kyle and Mariah started a podcast, and they asked us if, they, if we would be guests on it. That's right. And we would. We will. They record together all the time, and so they have – they use two microphones, and I will probably have a microphone. So you need your own mic. I agree. Yeah, but I'll, I'll buy. You're it. not a regular on my me, podcast, me so I'm not buying you a podcast microphone to be on my podcast every once in a while. Christmas is next week, and I don't think you got me a gift yet. So hook it up. If anyone that's listening to this wants to contribute to Alex's podcast microphone fund, yo, shout out the sponsorship. We appreciate the offering. Um, you know, if you're looking for more creative content like this you know we need the support we got a baby oh. on the way and our funds are going towards diapers at the moment also alex is remodeling our bathroom that's correct yep so it's going very well uh you know any mistakes that have happened so far have been my own problem so that's all there's right there's been no big mistakes no, though really you just happen to have this week off between like christmas and new year's we took some of the days off for vacation but then it was like not enough time to schedule another job so he was thinking about doing a house project, and we decided to do the kids' bathroom, like the guest, the other bathroom, the, not the master bathroom, the other bathroom that we have in the house, which desperately needed a remodel. And so it's going great. I've been documenting it for my Instagram followers, um, which has been fun. And to like a lot of people who watch that live around here, so if they really are looking for someone to do some home remodeling for them i thought it would be good for exposure for his business so yeah and i appreciate you doing that because it's definitely encouraged me more to see how easy it is to take a picture take a quick video post it up instantly and then keep working through my day because people I, love it i'm so big on i just want to work i just want to work 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 go home see my kids see my wife like that that's i don't care about putting stuff on social media but that's how you sell jobs in 2023, man. And so it's helped me a lot. But do you think, I was curious, do you think over the last three days you've learned a little bit more about like the expectation of how long things take or like, oh man, that, you know, man, that took you all day to move all the plumbing. That's, that's a lot, you know. I don't think so because no. you usually tell me that stuff anyway. Yeah, whatever. that's fair. You have an unfair advantage because you're married to a contractor. I don't know if you'd call it an advantage, but. It is an advantage, baby. I'm a professional tradesman. I have Look it up. But I mean, like, yeah. Anyways. I'm blue-collar chic, baby. Look out. I just hear this so often that nothing is, like, 
I don't know. I'm not as surprised by anything, I guess. Just because of you updating me regularly. Oh, you're going to be surprised by this tile that's going in tomorrow. You're going to be like, whoa, man, look at them lines, man. Wow, look at that. That looks unclean. It's not that I don't think the work that you do looks good. I just am not surprised by how long it takes. Anyways. All right. 2023 was awesome. Thanks for being on the podcast, honey. Yeah. Should we pray? <laughs>